The poem says, Human voices wake us, and we drown. But I've made this podcast with the belief that human voices are what we need. And so, whether from a year or 3,000 years ago, whether poetry or prose, whether fiction or diary or biography, here are the best things we have ever thought, written, or said. One of the recurring series of podcasts I've wanted to start here for some time uh, will simply be called The Art of the Opening Page, and it asks the question, what does great writing sound like? Uh, Very often we come across books that are merely entertaining. Um, I often come across books, uh, nonfiction books mostly, that are merely useful or they just uh, are fortunate collections of information, but the book itself isn't terribly well written. Or we just come across a book that is none of these things and we put it down immediately. Uh, But it's striking that every now and then uh, the best books that we come across almost from the first word on the first page, they give us stories and language that suck us in immediately and that we can return to for years and years. And the the phrase that I've used often in emails to friends uh, is to say, I've come across something that appears to have actually been written by a human being and by a human being with a good motive in mind, which almost sounds naive these days, but it's worth reflecting on because every hour of every day, all of us are being pulled this way and that constantly by advertising, by politicians, by social media, or just by bad writing. Everyone is trying to get our attention. Everyone is trying to influence us. Everyone is trying to manipulate us. And so it is remarkable to, and it still is remarkable, after years and years of reading constantly, it's so remarkable to suddenly come across uh, the written word that is not trying to manipulate me, but is trying to educate me, to truly move me. And uh, the first of uh, these books that I wanted to read from is Neil Postman's 1985 book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. Um, And I was reminded about this book uh, listening to another podcast where uh, Tristan Harris, the former uh, Google employee who left Google to found the Center for Humane Technology, Uh, mentioned that this book, although it was written uh, or published in 1985, basically seems like a prophecy of what has happened uh, over the last decade or so with technology, social media, and everything else. And so this is, uh, these are the first two pages of Neil Postman's book. And as with all the entries in this series, It's very hard to just read the first two pages, and you want to immediately read the rest. This is how it sounds like. We were keeping our eye 
1984. When the year came, and the prophecy didn't, thoughtful Americans sang softly in praise of themselves. The roots of liberal democracy had held. Wherever else the terror had happened, we at least had not been visited by Orwellian nightmares. But we had forgotten that alongside Orwell's dark vision, there was another, slightly older, slightly less well-known, equally chilling one, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Contrary to common belief, even among the educated, Huxley and Orwell did not prophesy the same thing. Orwell warns that we will be overcome by an externally imposed oppression. But in Huxley's vision, no big brother is required to deprive people of their autonomy, maturity, and history. As he saw it, people will come to love their oppression, to adore the technologies that undo their capacities to think. What Orwell feared were those who would ban books. What Huxley feared was that there would be no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one. Orwell feared those who would deprive us of information. Huxley feared those who would give us so much that we would be reduced to passivity and egoism. Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us. Huxley feared the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. Orwell feared we would become a captive culture. Huxley feared we would become a trivial culture, preoccupied with some equivalent of the feelies, the orgy-porgy, and the centrifugal bumble-puppy, all parts of, Orwell, uh, of Huxley's story. As Huxley remarked in Brave New World Revisited, the civil libertarians and rationalists who are ever on the alert to oppose tyranny, quote, fail to take into account man's almost infinite appetite for distractions. In 1984, Huxley added, people are controlled by inflicting pain. In Brave New World, they are controlled by inflicting pleasure. In short, Orwell feared that what we hate will ruin us. Huxley feared that what we love will ruin us. Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to humanvoiceswakeus, the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.